aka Patters. Welcome to episode 474 of aka Pads All Day with That City podcast. I am your host, the pop culture pope, your spicy taco Kang, the conqueror, Pierre DeLuca here, your resident movie fanatics. So uh, I, I promised, uh, look, look, I'm, I'm all over the place. My brain is just on fire. I promised a intimate story. Of Alien vs. Predator. I keep calling this movie Aliens vs. Predator. But the official title is Alien vs. Predator. The abbreviation AVP. We saw something similar with Batman vs. Superman. BVS. We're doing all the uh, all the Predator movies. Leading into my thorough analysis of Prey. The greatest analysis of that movie you will ever listen to. And if I drop it on YouTube. It'll be the greatest analysis you ever look at and listen to. So anyway, Alien vs. Predator opened with, uh, what, what was it, Four, $38 million, all-time gross, $80 million. It's by far the most profitable, like just the most money of any of the Predator movies. The first Predator, you know, look, it was a different time for movies, but look, with only 1,600 theaters, it did $60 million. And with inflation, I'm sure it would outgross everything. Predators, $52 million, 2,600 theaters. The Predator, $51 million, 4,000 theaters. Think about that. The most recent, other than Prey, the most recent Predator movie, 4,000 theaters dropped, $51 million. That um, proportionally... We can look at that. Uh, kind of say it's a disappointment. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we're not really talking budgets, but Aliens vs. Predator Requiem opening ten million. No, it's like people just didn't care. Closing with forty-one million. Well, we'll say forty-two. And Predator two, nine million versus thirty million. So. Ken Hazer, he is uh, a local New Jersey talent that I met through the greatest South Jersey comic book of all time, Tony DiGiolaramo's Jersey Devil. It was this experience that put him and I together. And through working with this uh, loony, I mean, he's nice, but the dude's a loon, Tony DiGiolaramo. We, we got so mad. We got so frustrated. Uh, we just thought uh, the work that we were putting into his book that uh, we earned something along the way. And Tony just, you know, like tried to be a publisher, tried to be a host. Uh, little means, uh, guys, I mean, he still lived with his parents, that sort of thing. You know, he, he was our senior at the time, bad with guidance. Uh, bad with just practical uh, approach uh, to making independent comics and, and the, selling them that we were trying to sell them. Uh, we thought our work was good enough for Diamond Previews, period. And if that, at that point, required almost like a rebranding and redefinition of that book. Because we were working relatively on issues 11 and 12 of a, what he planned. 13 issues, as far as I know, the 13th issue never came out. But anyway, so Ken and I, like, we just had this uh, energy, anger, synergy, and we broke off and developed and created uh, a book. It was, uh, you know, it was mostly 
you know, like I say we because again, like you know, like two heads. But we did this book, but uh, during the journey of making our own book, we had to go see this come out, Alien vs. Predator. This might might have been rather other than Freddy vs. Jason, Alien vs. Predator. Might have been like the first like geek fantasy movie come to life. And it was as thrilling as seeing going to the theater to see Lord of the Rings, as thrilling to go to the theater to see the Avengers, as thrilling to go see the Watchmen. Everything I named was said to be impossible at the time. Now, again, like, you know, we, we can go down that road with Justice League, but Justice League was always under one banner. Warner Brothers, DC, Warner Brothers, boom, like, make it. Like, you own all, all the rights. And being, like, a like a resident geek, like, you kind of track this stuff. It becomes a part of your, your, your dialogue, almost. Like, you, it's like you're, you go to church, and you learn about who owns what movie rights. And even to this day, it's a hot topic. So, Aliens vs. Predator. I freaking love this movie. I love this movie so much. This movie uh, has grown on me through time. I love the beginning of this movie because how much it echoes into Prometheus. And we have Waylon doing the same thing in two separate movies setting up the plot. The idea that the that the predator harnesses aliens for a game to basically do the same thing that we mentioned in Predator Two, which is to find the strongest of the predators, has nothing to do with trophies. They take trophies, but the predator is supposed to emerge as the tough guy. We have a run of new predator weapons. At the toy store, we had McFarlane action figures doing AVP. All of them looked amazing. I think they were like diorama sets. Really cool stuff. Bloody like versions. It was all all the gimmicks were there. And at the time, AVP was the better of any of these scenarios. It was better than what we saw in the comic. It was better. Uh, I believe there might be one or two novels. The comics never nailed, and you got to keep in mind, X-Men's, Marvel's, Chris Claremont did a 12-issue series of Alien vs. Predator, and it just, it didn't flow, it didn't click, didn't have the solutions that this movie had. This, we also have a, uh, you know, like, who, who's our director? Paul Anderson, right? Not Paul Thomas Anderson, it's Paul Anderson, and you know what, I can't even, I, I'm on... Let, let, let's just get into it, right? Because this guy does not get credit. I mean, I, I get Paul W.S. Anderson. This freaking dude. I mean, how many Resident Evil failures do we have to see to give this guy credit of directing the best Resident Evil anything? He Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, awesome. Two awesome movies. Soldier, awesome. Resident Evil, awesome. Alien vs. Predator, awesome. And the arc... The arc of, I, I've said this before, the arc of Resident Evil, of all the movies, awesome. De- Death Race, 2008, 
awesome. Uh, I haven't seen Pompeii. I haven't seen the Three Musketeers. Uh, Monster Hunter. It's just fun and awesome. Like I don't like this dude. Just makes movies that are just fantastic to to look at. Uh, you know they're they're just fun. They have arcs. Uh, great visuals, great gimmicks. I don't know. Like he's he's my kind of filmmaker. Definitely doesn't get enough credit. The the solutions that he introduces don't get enough credit because we kind of have this like journey into the great beyond, and we're just like we're still on Earth, and we get into the backstory of the predator. The predators have been coming here since the Mayan time, since the beginning of humanity. Which is fantastic. They they're fully aware of the of the alien. They hunt the alien for like shits and giggles, uh, you know. Echoing, echoing Prometheus, something goes wrong and the aliens take over. I mean, like, what else do you want from? Yeah, you know, like from a movie like this, and the big gripe is people argue about the alien incubation time. And look, it, it, I'll tell you one thing. It didn't make sense when, when you first saw this movie. But if you watch, if you consider the timeline of the cutscene in Aliens of Newt's family getting infected when they go to, you know, they, they trace the signal. Same thing that happens uh, to Sigourney Weaver happens in Newt's family. They follow the signal, boom, face hugger. And the incubation time and the takeover of everything that happens in Aliens with the deleted scenes rolled into the movie, equally corrupts the incubation period. So we only have one movie that's true to a longer incubation period, and logically it makes more sense. But even going into Prometheus, that incubation period is seconds now, uh, because it's cinematic. We have to make a movie, and we want like the payoff of what happens next is far greater than the wait. The weight worked in Alien. It popped at the time, popped in the theaters, popped when they came on cable, VHS. You would hear from your mother, hear from your friend's father. They would tease and set the stuff off and sit you down and wait for your reaction during during that scene. So everything, everyone uh, in this movie, you know, that's lined up to kill, everyone that's uh, lined up to survive. I'd love our survivor. Our survivor becomes a part of the Alien clan. Uh, you know, like, where's that payoff? I mean, let's go back to to that. I think the girl that survives in this is the toughest and the best of any of them. Um, you know, I'll put Adrian Brody uh, in Predators, which is our episode 475, directed by the great Robert Rodriguez, outside of his, uh, I guess, directions for uh, the Boba Fett episodes. Uh, book of Boba Fett. <laughs> but no, and the, this movie... I call it a, it's a, it provides solutions. It provides idea to, to this. It has nothing to do with Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, we, the end of the movie has a cliffhanger of the Alien Predator. Cool. Like, you know, like, again, like fulfilling fantasies. I like the journey of the characters into this movie that they are explorers that they are they're going into the unknown that they're somewhat prepared for the unknown 
and that they're still caught off guard by, again, the horrors of science fiction. Uh, I I always say this movie is there. Uh, I love the the jacked up like bodybuilder WWE attitude era proportions of the predators in this movie. The predators gimmicks, the new weapons that they have, uh, especially you know just used in prey too. The um, the netting that that you know that that shrinks and it just kind of cuts people in in into pieces. It's it's cool stuff. Uh, aliens get some good kills. Predators get some good kills. Humans get some good kills. Uh, it, it's it's there. The movie's crazy. The movie's downhill. We we do end with this idea that a woman has been adopted into the predator tribe. Again, has nothing to do with trophies. She didn't have a trophy. She was the last one standing, and she was honored for it. Same as Danny Glover in Predator Two. So we do have a line between Predator, Predator 2, and Aliens vs. Predator just within the logic and the flow of the Predator. Now, this is equally echoed in our next movie, Predator, directed by Robert Rodriguez. We are skipping Aliens vs. Predator Requiem because every single time I sit down to watch that freaking movie, uh, I just it's hard. I can't do it, and I really retain nothing from that movie other than... You know, they're in like a hick town, they're like a forest town, like a like a bass fisherman town, and there's aliens and predators just running around and it's raining and it's, it's just uh uh a lot of that is to be echoed with the predator and the predator doesn't work for the exact same reasons that AVP Requiem doesn't work. So moving on, people, I can do nothing. But how I like this movie, every time I see this movie, I'm reminded uh, of the optimism that uh, Ken and I had while we were working on our comic book, uh, taking time off from that book uh, to see this movie. Uh, always always brings me back there whenever I see this because we were so hyped. Uh, rockin', rockin' and rolling, people. Next episode, Predators starring Adrian Brody uh, with what might be our best concept of all of these uh sequels outside the first one.